if we could, I'd like to just open the Word of God for a moment, and then Leanne's got a few songs for us uh, to go back into the presence of the Lord. And then um, uh, I didn't hand out the prayer requests or anything yet, because uh, normally we do that on Wednesday before we start, but I didn't know who would be staying, so I didn't want to give out a bunch, and then they, they leave the room. So I got them over there, and we'll pray over the requests uh, as the Lord leads later. But um, I want to look at Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8. So if you have your Bibles, if you don't, I'm going to read it here in a moment. But in Matthew chapter 8, what Matthew does in 8 and 9 is he puts a lot of the miracles that Jesus did together. He kind of he groups them together. And, um, and, and we, we see that Jesus had a powerful healing miracle ministry. And the reason I wanted to talk about this tonight is because I believe that we want to see God do miracles. That that's, you know, why else, seriously, on a, on a rainy Wednesday night, would we venture here except that we believe that when God hears our prayers that he's going to do something? So we want to see God do miracles. That's what I love about Steve Sampson coming because he talks about expectation, that, either, that when we expect God to move, that God begins to move. That, that expectation, you know, I like his line, expectation places a demand on God. And, and so I want us to expect God to move. And that's why I want to look kind of uh, in this miracle moment in Jesus' life and, uh, and talk about that. Um, also, just to cover your prayers, I'm, I'm feeling a little better, so that's good to be back. And uh, yeah, thanks. It's good to be I'm telling you, I am no good. If I, was, if I ever had an extended sickness, I, I think I'd drive my family crazy. I don't know. I just, I'm not good down. So, but uh, I just appreciate your prayers because I do leave for Maryland tomorrow to teach for a few days. And, and I want to be strong there and strong when I get back. So, um, but, so I've been expecting God to move as well in my life and, and strengthen in my life. So uh, this is one of the stories inside all of the miracles and healings that Jesus is doing. Uh, chapter 8, beginning of verse 23, says, Then Jesus got into the boat and started across the lake with his disciples. Suddenly, a fierce storm struck the lake with waves breaking into the boat. Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him up, shouting, Lord, save us, we're going to drown. Jesus responded, Why are you afraid? You have so little faith. Then he got up, rebuked the wind and waves, and suddenly there was a great calm. The disciples were amazed. Who is this man, they asked. Even the winds and the waves obey him. Okay. What I think is important in the Gospels is to place yourself inside of the story. And the reason is, is because we follow Jesus as disciples. We're his followers. And the same Jesus that walked the earth is still alive today and can still do the same thing. So we have to place ourselves inside these stories. So think about this. You have seen him heal people uh, in, in big ways, small ways, all the way around. You've seen so many different miracles in these two chapters, in this just short amount in Jesus' life. And then you're in a boat. Okay, now we drove to church. We drove to church. It was raining. I, I assume everybody was driving when it was raining. Imagine you weren't driving, but you're in a boat that is going up and down. And we're not just talking like a steady rain. We're talking about, about lightning striking on the water. You're in the boat, okay? Think about that. You wake Jesus up. 
Okay? And how crazy this moment is. And all he does is say, peace, be still, and everything stops. Think. I mean, even think tonight. If, if one of us walked outside and said, stop raining, and it just stopped, you'd be like, whoa. <laughs> you know, that's what they're like with Jesus. Like, who is this guy? I mean, they were getting a picture that, that, that he can do just about anything. Who is this guy? Even the winds and the waves obey him. He speaks to nature and it changes. I mean, it just, that is the power that Jesus had. So you think about that kind of power. That's who we're praying to tonight. That's who we're believing for to come through in our life. And so when you look at these, these chapters, I, I, I'm just going to give you a short teaching. If, if you want to write something down, you can. If you didn't bring uh, paper, you can just take an offering envelope and a pen in front of you. But there's some characteristics of Jesus' ministry, his miracle ministry, that I believe should be in our minds when we're praying. And there's some characteristics that flow throughout all the miracles that he did. And when we see a pattern, that's where we need to dive in and take a look at what were some elements of these miracles. The first element, seemingly in every miracle or healing that Jesus does, is the element of faith. There's an element of faith that somebody believed that he could do it. That there, that, that, and I'm not talking about, like, there's sometimes where it's great faith, where Jesus says, I'm amazed by the faith of this uh, centurion that, that I could heal his servant, or this, this woman that I, I can cast the demon out of her son. These, these, these Gentiles, they believe me, and he's amazed by their great faith. So there are times when Jesus is amazed by faith, but there's other times where there's very little faith, and Jesus still comes through. Remember, there's a dad, it's after the Mount of Transfiguration, and this dad has a boy that's demon-possessed, and he says this to Jesus, if you can heal my son. And Jesus says, if I can heal my son, don't you believe that I can do it? And remember what he says to Jesus, he goes, I believe, help my unbelief. I have faith, help my lack of faith. What does Jesus say? If you have faith as small as a mustard seed. So a lot of times we think, I've got to have big faith faith in order to see my miracle happen. And the reality is you don't. You just have to take whatever you got and put it into Jesus. Because a lot of people think if I had more faith, you know, I could say that, you know, if I had more faith, I wouldn't have been sick this weekend. No, I mean, if I had more faith, greater faith. No, you know what that is? That's putting faith in faith. I don't want to have faith in faith. I want to have faith in Jesus. If I got a lot or a little, I want to say, Jesus, I don't have much. I want to put it in you. And he says, that's all you need to do. You know where the faith is in this story? You're like, where's the faith in this story? They woke him up and said, Lord, save us. They had faith that he could do something about it. They had no idea what he was going to do, but they had faith that he can do something about this. And sometimes we don't even know what we want Jesus to do, but when you put your faith in him, that's the first step. So we see faith, great or small, it doesn't matter. Whatever faith you have, place it in Jesus. Place it in where the real power is. The real power is not in your faith, it's in Jesus. 
So place whatever you got into Jesus. So that's the first thing we see. And so we need to remember that when we're praying, like, boy, I don't feel like I got a lot of faith. You know what? Put your faith in Jesus, whatever you got in that moment. And you just say, Lord, I, I believe, help my unbelief. Just, just pray that way and, and step out in faith. It says in, in the next chapter, uh, when Jesus is healing blind men, it says, uh, when he touched their eyes, he said, because of your faith, it will happen, or according to your faith. So because of your faith, it'll happen. And so we place our faith in Jesus. That's the first thing we see in his miracle ministry. The second thing we see in miracles and uh, in, in um, uh, just healings and different things is, is the compassion of Jesus. Over and over again, it says Jesus had compassion on them and he healed them. You know, so what we have to realize is that, is that Jesus hears when we call. Because these blind men cried out to Jesus, Lord, heal us. We need your touch. And, and so we have to remember when we're praying that Jesus hears us. There's another time where, where he saves them in a storm on the Sea of Galilee, but he's not with them in the boat. He has to walk out on the water to meet them, if you remember that story. And he's in a moment of prayer with the Father. But what's interesting about it, he's on the mountain. And he can see out in the lake. And he's watching them. And what we have to remember is that God is watching us. That he's listening to us. And he's not turning a deaf ear. And it's not that he doesn't care. He has compassion when you cry out to him. In fact, you cannot find one story in the Gospels where somebody cried out to Jesus and he rejected them. Or did not heal them. Or did not help them. When he sees, when he hears, he has compassion. And so know that his heart breaks when your heart breaks. And that he is there in that moment. And so that compassion is triggered. The, the greatest miracle Jesus ever did was the feeding of the 5,000. The only uh, miracle recorded in all four Gospels. And what triggered that miracle? He saw them and had compassion on them. And it's over and over again. So that idea of compassion is so important. His compassion is going to lead to miracles in your life. So remember that. The next thing is that often he pronounces the forgiveness of sins when he does a miracle. That he announces forgiveness. That he announces salvation. Sometimes before, sometimes after. But he will usually pronounce your sins are forgiven. And what Jesus is doing there is he's reminding us that the spiritual is more important than the natural. And what I mean by that is, is that, yes, the miracle is important, um, but, but it's not about the miracle. It's not about the blessing. It's about God being there, God showing up. There's, there's a story of ten lepers that cry out to him, and uh, they're all healed. All ten are healed, but one... While he was on his way to show himself to the priest to be made clean so he could go back home, there's one that came back and said, thank you. And Jesus says an interesting thing to him is, is he says, go, your faith has made you well. But the word well there is actually the word for saved, sozo in the Greek. Your faith has saved you. And what that tells us in the story is that there were ten people healed, but there was only one that was saved. And, and it's not that the nine others lost their healing. No, I believe God heals. I believe God, I, I believe God can heal someone that's completely lost. But God's not interested in just healing somebody or doing a miracle. He wants to see them come to know him. And that's why thankfulness is such an important part. Of what I tried to explain tonight, I know I 
probably simplified everything I was saying tonight, but I knew we had a lot of parents, maybe from the neighborhood, that wouldn't understand worship when they came in and stuff. So I was talking about being thankful because God wants our hearts to be thankful. God wants us to worship him. And so that's a big part of Jesus' miracle ministry. It's, there's something bigger going on than just the miracle. There's something bigger going on than just the healing. God wants to do something spiritual in our life when he does it. The, the last thing, and, and before we worship and, and pray together tonight, um, is that Jesus, what we notice in his miracle ministry, he was always in control. He was always in control. And let me explain what I mean by that. Is that whether it be a, a sickness... He never met a sick person he couldn't heal. He never walked into a difficult situation like the the storm that he couldn't change the circumstances. He never met a demon-possessed person he couldn't cast the demon out of him. He always won. He was always in control. He had more power, more authority. And what we notice is that he never did the same miracle twice. Now, he would do similar miracles, like he healed a lot of different blind people, but he would never do it the same time. Sometimes he would touch them, sometimes he wouldn't. Sometimes he would, he would uh, make mud and put it on their eyes and tell them to go wash it off. One time he, he prayed for one guy and he saw a little bit better and then he touched him again and he saw even better. So it was like a progressive miracle. There were times he, he never, ever prayed for a miracle, ever. He never said, said a prayer, praying a miracle. He was so in tune with the Father. He does pray one time at the raising of Lazarus. But even in that prayer, he says, Lord, Father, I'm praying to you, not so that you hear me, but so that the people around me can hear me pray to you. And so, the, so Jesus never did it the same way. And the reason I believe he never did it the same way twice, and we can't figure out the rhyme or reason, because I think if he did things over and over again, we would think, oh, there's where the power is. If I use those words, if I touch them this way, or if I make the mud and, you know, put it on there, if I do that, then that's how the miracle, or if I pray, a lot of times we think in Jesus' name is something magical. No, there is no magical saying. There's no magical thing. You know what, when you, when you start, like, saying things to get a miracle, you know what that is? That's an incantation. That's of the devil. That's not of God. See, Jesus held all the cards. He had all the power. He had all the authority. And that's why we place our faith in him. He's in control. And so that's why we say, Jesus, you can do this however you want to do this. I'm just putting my faith in you. And I know that all things work together for good. So somehow, some way, God, there's a bigger picture thing. You're doing it. But God, I need your miracle power to show up in this. And I won't question how you do it. I won't ask you to do it a different way. God, I'm just asking you to show up because I need you. And, and he will be there with your daily bread. I guarantee it. It's not me guaranteeing it. He guarantees it in his word. So um, I just wanted to give those to you to remind you. Because sometimes we think, well, I need, a, I need a special way to pray. If I just said the right words or if I prayed like so-and-so or if I believed more, it's like, no, just what you got, put it into Jesus. And you'll see it happen. You'll see it happen. In his time, his way, but it's going to happen. You can take it to the bank. Um, so, uh, Leanne, I don't know if we could sing Give Me Faith just for a moment. And would you bow your heads and your hearts with me? We're just going to be led of the Spirit tonight and wait on the Lord. And in a while, we'll, we'll pass out cards and, and pray for those. But let's just, let's just draw near to the Lord for a moment. Just bow your heads and your hearts with me. and Let's seek God and... and um, 
And I always, I always want to be careful when we're done ministering the word to, to move too quickly. So I just want this to kind of settle in your spirit and, and let the, the Holy Spirit speak to you for a moment. And we're going to sing Give Me Faith. And